Welcome to Who's in the Bible, a podcast for kids. I'm Eric. And I'm Lance. And we believe that the Bible is the greatest book in the whole world, filled with amazing stories about interesting people all working together to tell a bigger story, the greatest story about the most important person who ever lived, Jesus. And we know that understanding more about the people and stories in the Bible helps us to know more about Jesus and what it means to be his followers today. And in this episode, things get weird. <laughs> I feel like we keep just ramping that up. I know. Well, it's true. So today we learn about this guy named Abram and his wife, Sarai. Abram is one of the most important people in the Bible. In fact, he's mentioned almost 300 times. 300 That's times? You, yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, do any other names come to mind that are mentioned that many times in the Bible? A no, few, it's but a not a lot. Big shout out there. Yeah, big time. Wow. Okay, so Abram is is important because of the way God uses him. So let's learn about Abram. We're going to be in Genesis chapter 12. Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Well, okay, yeah, this definitely sounds like this dude's a big deal. Yeah, he is a big deal. And it's not just that he is a big deal. The, this moment in Scripture is a really important or key moment. In fact, if you're listening, I want you to lean in, because if you understand what happens here, it will help you understand so much more of what happens in other places in the Bible. So uh, this is the first place where we hear about God's rescue plan for the world and how it involves a family, Abram's family. So God's going to rescue the world. He's going to use this family to do it. And God calls Abram and says he wants him to do some things. Well, yeah. And like, so he talks about him moving to a new place. Like I remember when I was a kid, I moved from like when I was seven, we moved from one side of like our little small town to the other side. But this is like 400 miles away. That's like moving like out of Texas. For real. Yeah. Like in 400 miles, you could end up almost to Alabama or in Oklahoma or Arkansas. Yeah. And that's like a totally different world. He's moving. He's telling him to move to a different world. And uh, it's not like they're going to pack up in a moving truck. They're going to (laughs) walk. That's that's a big move. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, God says, move to another place. And he says, I'm going to make your family into a great nation. It's not just going to be a family. It's going to be a whole nation. And that's going to happen because God says, Abram will have a son. And so it's not just that he's going to have a family. And and not that he's going to have a son, but like this family is going to bless all the families on the earth. Oh, that's right. That's like a big reach right there. A a very big reach. That's why this is one of the most key moments in the Bible for us to understand God's rescue plan. And this is why Abram is such a key figure in the Bible. So if you keep reading in chapter 12, God says that Abraham's relatives or his descendants will inherit this particular land, this, Hmm. this big area of land known as Canaan. And so they, they move, and they're living their life, and then where they are, there begins to be this famine. Do you know where famine is? Yeah. Yeah, it's like where like there's just no food or anything for anybody. Yeah, it could be because there was no rain, and there's a drought, so crops don't grow. Yeah. It could be a plague of locusts ate all the food, or a fire happened, or a storm. I mean, any number of things yeah. can cause a famine, right? And so, But they hear that there's food in Egypt. There is no famine in Egypt, so... 
Abram and his wife Sarai decide they're going to go to Egypt for a while where they can live uh, and have stuff. And something really, really strange happens before they get to Egypt. Why don't you listen? When he was about to enter Egypt, he said to Sarai, his wife, I know you are a woman beautiful in appearance. And when the Egyptians see you, they will say, this is his wife, and then they will kill me. But they will let you live. Say that you are my sister, that it may go well with me because of you, and that my life may be spared for your sake. That's just weird. (laughs) (laughs) I've made like some really weird requests of Glenna as my wife. Uh Uh-huh. That's way weird. That's I've way- never said anything remotely like that. Yeah, can you pretend to be my sister? That's strange. <laughs> Some of you have sisters, and you don't want to think about them pretending to be your wife. Like, no. That's just weird. This is weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, he's worried that because his wife is very beautiful, that someone will kill him to take her. So he says, yeah, why don't you just tell people you're my sister, and then my life will be spared. That seems like a really selfish thing to say, right? <laughs> yeah. So, do you know what happens next? Well, things start to really, really go bad for the Pharaoh. Yeah, Pharaoh is the guy who's like the king of Egypt or the, you know, we would have a president, not a king. But right. He's, he's the leader of Egypt. He takes Sarai as his wife because he thinks it's Abram's sister. Well, because in his defense, he thought she was on the market. No exactly. big deal. It's just this dude's sister. She's pretty. She's pretty. And things go real bad. And so then Pharaoh finds out. And what does he say? He's like, dude, why did you do this? Yeah. Like, get out of here. Yeah, so he asked them to leave, and they leave Egypt, and he's like, don't ever come back here, you crazy people. Yeah, those are like, yeah, like, you're going to distance yourself from people that do weird stuff. That's right. Well, this That's is another just... life lesson, kids. <laughs> life lesson, stay away from people who do weird people stuff. People start doing some Old Testament level stuff. Just be like, arm's distance. Okay, uh, so the story continues in, we, we're going to pick it up in Genesis chapter 15, where they've still lived some time and they don't have a son yet. Listen to this. And Abram said, behold, you have given me no offspring. And God brought Abram outside and said, look toward heaven and number the stars. If you are able to number them, then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. That's a pretty cool moment. That's really cool. So you think they were maybe starting to doubt? Could God's plan be real? No doubt. Like I, I, at some point they had to be like, I don't know, maybe we just got the wrong message yeah. or maybe God was messing with us. I don't know. The things aren't happening. Right. But in this really cool moment, God shows up and he tells Abram to step outside of his tent and look up at the stars in the sky. Have you ever been somewhere like way out away from city lights and looked up at the sky? It's it's a totally different game than when you do it outside your house in like, you know, where if maybe, of course, some of you guys might be listening. You live way out in the, in, in the way from a city. But if you guys live in a city, you look out and you're like, oh, there's like three stars. <laughs> yeah. And then you get away and you look and you're like, I can't count them. Yeah, I remember one time we were in South Dakota a few years ago because we were visiting Mount Rushmore. Uh And I walked outside that one night while we were there and looked up and there were so many stars, I laughed. I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to this (laughs) stuff. But like, it was an uncontrollable laughter came out of me because the joy, I'd never seen anything like it in my whole life. It's overwhelming. It was overwhelming. Okay, So imagine these like... Look up, look up at the sky, and you just laugh because you just saw so many. Like you're like, wow, that's unbelievable. And he's saying, your family, you're going to outnumber these stars. Right. He, God's trying offspring. to give Abram this picture of like, you're going to have so many relatives, so many descendants that it will be like 
the countless stars in the sky. So, so yeah. So, so cool. what did you do after this? Oh well, that's a good question because things get weird again. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we we read that he gets a heifer, a goat, and a ram, mm-hmm. and he cuts them in half. He what? <laughs> he he cuts these three animals in half and lays them like apart from each other in some weird way, but then also has a pigeon and a dove and. It's some kind of weird ritual slash sacrifice to God that we don't have a lot of context for. It's not really oh. a good way for us to understand what what happened. It's there. a weird reaction. That sounds like the beginning of a crime drama. Yeah. <laughs> the three animals cut in half. <laughs> it's just real weird. So, but in oh, this whole man. thing, uh-huh. God uses it to remind Abram of his promise, his covenant to him, and it's a cool picture of God's promise and of Abram's faith. Until. More time passes, and there's still no kid. No kid. I know. So uh, we get to chapter 16, and this is where it gets super weird. Listen to this. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children. She had a female Egyptian servant whose name was Hagar. And Sarai said to Abram, Behold now, the Lord has prevented me from bearing children. Go into my servant. It may be that I shall obtain children by her. And Abram listened to the voice of Sarai. So after Abram had lived 10 years in the land of Canaan, Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar the Egyptian, her servant, and gave her to Abram, her husband, as a wife. That's just weird! No. <laughs> that, that is like, no, that's super crazy. Yeah, and very. It's weird. It's very weird. And now it's time for everyone's favorite game show. That's just weird. Where our contestants have to figure out which one of these things is the weirdest of all. Today's contestants are Eric and Lance. Okay, contestants, which of these is the weirdest of all? A. Abram tells people that his wife is his sister. B. Abram cuts animals in half and lays them on the ground in a ritual toward God. C. Abram's wife says, Hey, this lady can be your wife too, and I'll take her son as my own. I mean, I feel like this is a lot of pressure. This is a lot of pressure. What? What do you think? I got blindsided by this. Uh, They're all weird. Which one is the most weird? All weird. Most weird? I I mean, cutting animals in half is super weird. It's weird, but then your wife... Posing as your sister, I don't Very even want to weird. think about that. I've, Glenn and I have been told we look similar, but that's yeah. no, not. I never told me once she was my sister. But I think the weirdest thing might be like having more than one wife. I I think that we should go with C. Okay, C. Okay. okay, give us give the answer. Okay, uh, we're gonna go with C. C is correct. This is some weird stuff. I feel like this whole episode's a little weird. It's all been so weird. It's all weird. So why do we think that parts of Abram's story are so weird? Well, I think part of it is probably just because like life was just different. Maybe maybe it's all super weird to us because we don't really get their world, which, you know, kind of makes me wonder like what is it about our lives that would maybe seem super weird to people in the Bible. Yeah. Like for you kids, like think about the things in your life that would maybe seem weird to someone who didn't have anything like that. Like um, our friend Drew, who's on a space station. Yeah. Or the earth. That would be super kooky. 
Like they would have no concept of that whatsoever. Even when I was a kid, I might be like, that's still not real. Right. Or what about uh, FaceTime? When you have oh, a yeah. video conversation with somebody on a phone or a tablet, like they would think that's some voodoo magic. Yeah, they'd be. You'd be getting burned at the stake for that kind of stuff. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> that's not cool. Oh, my gosh. But, okay, so here's the deal. It is what it is, right? So what happened after Abram takes Hagar as his second wife? Okay, so it really goes down. He takes Hagar as his second wife, and she gets pregnant. And now she's pregnant with a baby, and jealousy and anger start to bubble up in the household. Obviously. Yeah, because Sarai and Hagar are not getting along. Uh, it's like an episode of Real Housewives of Canaan. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh, bravo. Uh, and so she ends up having a son named Ishmael. But when she was pregnant, she was all uh, worked up about the jealousy and anger she was experiencing from Sarai. And uh, an angel came and spoke to her and tried to comfort her. And this is what the angel said about her son, Ishmael. He said, it's going to be okay. He will be born and will grow into a wild donkey of a man. <laughs> <laughs> they had, this had to be like a fourth-rank angel or something like that. Uh. <laughs> Uh, you, you go tell her, go tell her something. What was the message again? Yeah. Oh, I can't remember. I'm just going to tell her this. Your son will be a wild donkey of oh, a man. Wild donkey Ishmael. <laughs> Here's your encouragement for the day. Oh my gosh. Well, this can't be all the story, right? That, that's true. This is not all the story. This is only part of the story. And we're going to take two episodes to tell this story. Well, but is there something that from this part we can really learn? Because it seems like Abram is like this really super important guy, but he makes a lot of mistakes. That's true. You know, the thing that comes to mind for me is um, a passage in Romans chapter 3, verse 23 says, For all people have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So when I think about Abram, yeah, man, he's this really important guy in the Old Testament, but he's not a hero. The Bible does a good job to show us that the important people in it are all sinful and they all make mistakes. All the important people in Scripture, except for one, Jesus. So you should join us on the next episode as we continue to learn about the rest of this story and how it all points toward Jesus. You've been listening to Who's in the Bible, a podcast for kids brought to you by Clear Creek Community Church. Continue the conversation with our free parents guide available at clearcreekresources.org.